You know, the first campaign I ran is a tiny little race in Kentucky, um, state senate seat, you know, working for some redneck nobody named Sam McGuthrie. No staff, no money, no office. Everyone thought we didn't stand a chance. No way we can compete, right? And about this time, this guy running this uh, congressional campaign a few districts over gives me a call. And he says, I really like what you're able to do for poor old Sam. But let's face it, he's a goner. Why don't you come work for me? What did I do? Well, Stephen, this is where you and I are different. I told Sam about the call. And Sam says to me, Paul, if you think this other guy's got a chance at winning and he can pay you more than anything I can afford, and if it's what you feel you need to do, then I won't get in your way. And I say, Sam, you took a chance on me and hired me when I was even more of a nobody than you are. So I'd be damned if I'm gonna jump ship. We lost that race, but three years later when Sam decided to run for governor, who do you think he called? We won that race and 20 years later I am where I am now. Now, there's only one thing I value in this world, Stephen, and that's loyalty. And without it, you're nothing. Hi, everybody. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Yeah, we opened up with that another clip from uh, Ides of March. That uh, I actually did one last week as well, but I couldn't decide on that clip or the other clip. I said, you know, that loyalty thing, I like it. And uh, I think we're watching as uh, as Donald Trump is uh, seeing that not enough, not not as much loyalty as he as he'd hoped. And uh, all the stuff in the uh, all the stuff in the news is coming. It's it's rather rather uh it's rather ugly is the word i'm looking for it's it's an ugly thing i'm going to talk about everything that's going on this week and there's a lot of it so let me just get right to it also opened up with that uh with that rush song uh limelight man you know i'm just listening to catchy tunes and i said you know what rush rush is the band that was designed for playing music loud you know what if you want to if you want to enhance your speakers put on rush songs and uh makes man those speakers sound good Anyway, so, hey, for uh, those of you uh, old-time rockers like me, you appreciate it. But anyway, hey, let me introduce myself before I go on. My name's Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located here in Southern California, offices all over the place, uh, lending in California and Arizona, and uh, very soon Nevada, Ohio, Texas, and Florida in that order. Um, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities. If you've been thinking about, if you've been thinking about jumping in, buying a house, doing any of that stuff, the traffic is a little light in the last couple of months and, uh, your opportunity to get a, uh, get a better deal than what the, what the seller initially wanted is, uh, seize the moment out there, go out there and, and uh, and make some offers on some houses. There's uh, just not the not the competition that you had a few months ago. But if you need financing, call me first. Toll free area code 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night. Toll free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me but you don't want to talk on the phone, you can go to wccloans.com, www.wccloans.com. Uh, click on uh, looking for a loan, click on apply now. 
Uh, give me as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear from me or one of my talented team members, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, or uh, Aaron Fredericks. And uh, we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. You know, if you're looking to refinance uh, your house that you're in, whether you're looking to uh, to uh, buy a new property, a vacation home, or if you're looking for a reverse mortgage, what's that going on with that reverse mortgage thing I am hearing about? If you're over 62, it's a great thing, and you're wondering, I got equity, and I just wish I had some more money in my budget. Call me, 855-640-2020, and uh, ask about reverse mortgages, and we will hook you up. If there's something you heard on the on the show you want repeated, you can go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the podcast page, listen to this show as well as several past shows on demand. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can uh, have it, uh, you can subscribe for free, have it download to your device weekly and listen to it whenever you want. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long and the show uh, on, uh, like the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. If you want to leave me some comments on the show, if you've heard some, if you heard something that inspires you to call in and you want to uh, give me some comments, it's a recorded line, 855-640-2092. So uh, let's get into what's uh, let's get into what's going on, going on in uh, in this country. Uh, first of all, and I try to I try to do this every week, and I try to do it chronologically, um, based on what's happening. Hey, what happened over last weekend? What happened on Monday? What happened on Tuesday? Try to keep it uh, chronological. You know, now that we have a president that holds uh, the media accountable for, accountable for their bias, some reporters are finally finally making liberals answer for their explosive rhetoric. That's another word for. Uh, idiotic, asinine, brainless uh, dribble. Um, first, uh, first New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was asked whether he stood by what he said last week. The simple point is all this comes down to this. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Yeah, I think his, uh, I think his dad Mario probably rolling over in his grave. He probably thought it was great. Um, I actually liked Mario Cuomo. Cuomo, but Andrews another uh, is another case. Uh, on a conference call with reporters on Monday, Cuomo backpedaled on this comment. Uh, the expression I used the other day was inartful. Inartful. There's a there's a there's a articulate word. So I want to be very clear. Of course, America is great, and of course, America has always been great. No one questions that. He said. He went on to say, uh, as you know, my family is evidence of American greatness. My grandparents came to this country as poor immigrants, like everybody's grandparents did, and their son became governor, and his son became governor. That's never been a question. Well, la de freaking da. So, uh, you know, hey, if you stick your if you stick your foot in your mouth, just uh, enjoy the flavor. So anyway, uh, then uh, then there's former CIA director John Brennan uh, on Meet the Press, Chuck Todd. You know, it's funny, Chuck Todd actually, uh, on Meet the Press, actually, uh, isn't Chuck Todd from CNN? Yes, he is. Isn't uh, Chuck Todd usually kind of a not conservative, not a uh, friend of anybody that we know? Um, So he gave Brennan the opportunity to walk back his accusations that President Trump committed treason, but Brennan doubled down. Do you regret essentially accusing the president of treason? Do Do you regret some of the things you have said? 
I call his behavior treasonous, which is to betray one's trust and to aid and abet the enemy. And I stand very much by that uh, claim. You are the former CIA actions. director accusing the sitting president of the United States. It's not a private citizen. A lot of people here, the former CIA director accusing the sitting president of the United States of treason. That's that's monum that's a monumental accusation. Uh, well, I think these are abnormal times, and I think a lot of people have, have spoken out against what Mr. Trump has done, and maybe it's my, my warning training as an intelligence professional. I have seen the lights blinking red in terms of what Mr. Trump has done and is doing, and is bringing this country down on the global stage, and he's fueling and feeding divisiveness within our country. He uh, continually lies to the American people, and the types of things that he's doing, I think I need to speak out. Yeah, as a as an intelligence professional, you know, does Trump lie or does he just have a different perception of how things are from the Democrats? Because I know Trump says things that aren't politically correct as uh, what we're used to in former uh, former. You know, we got a we had a former President Obama who said things really cool and clear, but he didn't really know what he was saying because someone else had to write it. If he didn't have his teleprompter, he didn't really know. Uh, 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 um, didn't really know what to say, and uh, you know, uh, uh, George Bush was uh, was a lot more. Uh, both Bushes were way more politically correct, and even when we didn't want them to be. And uh, of course, uh, uh, Bill Clinton was uh, so cool he get changed for an ice cube. He was Mister Mister Smooth, Mister Rico Suave. But uh, you know what? Uh, Trump isn't quite that smooth and all that. But you know, he says what we're thinking. What those of us that are on the right, those of us that are in the in the right. Um, that understand conservative values and understand how the world works. This is how we see him. So I just wonder, uh, is he lying to the public or he just, his perception of things is just different than yours. Oh, boohoo. So, uh, then there were, so let's, uh, let's go on. There's uh, two victories for the special counsel, Robert Mueller's witch hunt this week, starting with a conviction in the trial of former Trump campaign manager, chairman, uh, Paul Manafort. Uh, now he faces the possibility of 80 years of up to 80 years in prison. Um, what did Manafort actually do? Um, here's an overview. So Manafort was indicted in October on charges involving his his work in the Ukraine, money laundering, failing to register as a foreign agent, and making false statements to investigators. He was tried on 18 counts alleging that he failed to file reports of, for foreign bank accounts, filed false income statements, and committed bank fraud. You know what? Uh, what it comes down to, what it comes down to is, you know, they they filed all kinds of fancy indictments on. Oh, look at what he did. When it comes down to it, um, he lied on his taxes. He lied on his taxes, and he uh, and he got some and he got some loans, and he uh, and he, you know, he did what, you know, people people earn money outside the country. If they bring it in, they have to pay taxes on it. You know what? If the tax if the tax code was ten percent for everybody and everybody paid ten percent, and everybody paid ten percent, you know, even if you don't file taxes, you're collecting uh, money from people with uh, uh, homeless, hungry, please help uh, cardboard sign on the on the freeway off ramp. But uh, you're collecting two three hundred dollars a day tax free. If we had a uh, national sales tax of ten percent, then everybody would pay ten percent. You don't have to file. You don't have to file. You don't have to. Uh, Make up anything. You don't have to figure a way to minimize it. Hey, if you go in and spend a hundred bucks, you pay ten dollar ten dollar tax. But guess what? You if you're if you're earning a paycheck, you get to take the whole thing home. 
you don't get all those deductions. You know, hey, you pay your your sales tax for the state and your sales tax for the nation, and no, everybody pays ten percent. Nobody pays fifty percent, and nobody pays zero. You know, maybe maybe that would encourage people to bring their money in and uh, and not lie on it. But since they since they choke the rich people so much, uh, and I'm not making an excuse for it, but that's why people cheat because it's so because the government has got their hands so deep down in your pocket. So uh, let's let's go over the details. Prosecutors said Manafort collected $65 million in a foreign bank accounts from, from 2010 to 2014 and spent more than $15 million on luxury purchases in that same period, including high-end clothing, real estate, landscaping, and other big ticket items. Well, you know, who cares what he spent his money on? And you know what? If you're filing a taxes that says that you lost, you lost uh, $4,000 last year, so you don't have to pay any taxes... But you've got a $4,000 a month house payment and a $1,000 car payment, and you're uh, running a, you know $5,000, $6,000 a month through your American Express. You're paying it off every month, doing all that stuff. You know what? Maybe you should expect you're going to get audited by the by the IRS. And uh, quite frankly, quite frankly, you know what? If Manafort, you know, did all this stuff and he didn't report this income, what did you expect? Okay. They also alleged that Manafort lied to banks in order to take out more than $20 million in loans after his Ukrainian political work dried up, 2015. So he's working in Ukraine in uh, 2010 to 2014, then his work dried up in 2015. And uh, in 2015, he took out $20 million in loans from banks here. Prosecutors alleged that Manafort received the loans from Federal Savings Bank after one of its executives sought a position in the Trump campaign and administration. Um, I'm not really sure why that's a, uh, why, you know, I don't know if he, if he did loan fraud or if the bank was just sucking up to him and, and gave him loans, $20 million. I don't know what kind of banks do $20 million loans without some kind of collateral. And if he had collateral, you know, that's up to the bank. Um, but if he lied on his application, you know what, I've, I've gotten a few, uh, a few larger loans, two to $3 million loans on single properties in the last, uh, in the last few months. And you know what? Chase, Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, some of the big banks that do these, they put you through the ringer. They don't leave any stone unturned. You don't get to make up phony pay stubs and lie on your taxes and do it. You we check everything out. You do all kinds of all kinds of of uh, of uh, disclo- uh, not disclosures, but uh, of checking you. You check uh, transcripts on taxes. You look at bank statements. They look at every transaction on your bank statements. They ask to document everything. You know what? I tell uh last guy I close is, hey, you know what? Uh, when you're going into jumbo loans for a $2 million loan on a single property, you know what? The bank is laying out $2 million on, and they're going to be out there for 30, 30 years on you. You know, they're going to, they're going to put the proctology scope uh, up where proctology scopes uh, go and check the serial numbers on your colon and just make sure everything matches. That's everybody. So if Manafort borrowed $20 million, I hope they the bank was smart enough to uh, have uh, double-checked all this stuff because this is 2015. This wasn't 2005. It was 2015. Okay, so, but I guess if he did something false and it got past the bank, because it doesn't go through uh, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac on a loan that size. And, of course, maybe it's just a business loan. Who knows? 
Along with his former associate Rick Gates, Manafort also was indicted in October on counts that included conspiracy against the U.S., conspiracy to launder money, and making false statements. In February, the pair was hit with additional tax evasion and bank fraud charges. Manafort is said to have laundered additional $30 million through offshore accounts, which we basically talked about a few minutes ago. The charges against Manafort and Gates do not relate to allegations of misconduct during the Trump's campaign. Okay, these have nothing to do with the Trump campaign. In June 2018, Mueller's team brought additional charges of obstruction of justice against Manafort and Konstantin Kilimnik, an associate who was involved with Manafort on formulating a pro-Russian strategy going back to 2006 and before. So these guys were over there. He's working in the Ukraine, and he's uh, he's being paid like a lobbyist. Are lobbyists what they do against the law? They try to to uh, to broker political influence. Now they're doing a pro-Russian strategy. So some so governments were paying a uh, consultant to say, hey, let's try to influence some people to uh, to make some uh, policies in the United States and in and in Europe that are good for Russia. Is that against the law? I don't think it is. I mean, I'm I'm not sure why it is because we got lobbyists. Uh, Mueller also accused Manafort of secretly paying former European politicians to lobby on behalf of the Ukraine. I think that's the same thing I just said. Uh, when it all came down to it, he was uh, he was uh, um, convicted on eight charges. I believe it was eight charges out of eighteen. And here's where they were: tax fraud for tax year 2010, tax fraud for 2011. Hey. Cheating on your taxes in 2010. Cheated on your taxes in 2011. Cheated on your taxes in 2012. Cheated on your taxes in 2013. Cheated on your taxes in 2014. There's five of them. Then hidden foreign bank accounts. Failure to file reports on foreign bank accounts in 2012. Um, So, hey, 2012, you made a bunch of money. You stuck it in a foreign bank. You didn't pay taxes on it. Uh, Bank fraud, $3.4 million loan from Citizens Bank. Um, he, they said he lied on the applications, uh, shame on citizens bank. If they made the loan and didn't check, check things out. $1 million bank, uh, $1 million bank loan from bank of California, uh, bank fraud. Hey, chain, uh, uh, shame on bank of California. If they did it. Okay. So there's eight charges. He's not obstruction of justice. He's not colluding with the Russians. He's not doing anything that he cheated on his taxes. And you know what? Most of you Democrats, that are that are whining and saying, "Look, Manafort got convicted. We told you, it's all on Trump." Most of you guys, if they did the, uh, if it came down to, uh, if it came down to looking at your taxes, you'd go down for the same thing. Let me play a little clip from Ben Carson that he said at the prayer breakfast a few years back. What about our taxation system? So complex. There is no one who can possibly comply with every jot and tittle of our tax. If I wanted to get you or you, I could get you on a tax issue. That doesn't make any sense. Yep, you're correct. I should play that whole clip, but uh, I have too much to talk about today. Although the cameras were not allowed in the courtroom throughout the trial, we know that federal judge assigned in this case was sympathetic to Manafort's plight. At a hearing in, uh, in May, U.S. District Court Judge T.S. Ellis III told the Mueller team, you don't really care about Mr. Manafort. You really care about what information Mr. Manafort can give you to lead you to Mr. Trump and an impeachment or whatever. Um, President Trump commented aboard Air Force One on Wednesday about this. It's a witch hunt and it's a disgrace. But this has nothing to do with what they started out looking for Russians involved in our campaign. There were none. I feel very badly for Paul Manafort. Again, he worked for Bob Dole. He worked for Ronald Reagan. He worked for many, many people. And... Uh, 
the way it ends up. And it was not the original mission, believe me. It was uh, it was something very much different. So had nothing to do with Russian collusion. We continue the witch hunt. Yep, and uh, you know people are talking about. Well, you know he's sympathetic to Manafort. Now he's gonna he's just gonna pardon him. I don't think so. I bet everybody lunch on this that Trump doesn't because you know what what Manafort's getting busted for is for cheating on his tax has nothing to do with him. And I don't think he's gonna be sympathetic. I mean, hey, I'm sorry he got tied up in this because they never would have looked at him if hadn't if they weren't looking to to pin something on Trump. But he got busted on cheating on his taxes. I think they should do that to everybody and see how everybody, and then may, then maybe that will be motivation to get rid of our tax code and just do a national sales tax, which would be the only thing fair. Nobody pays 50%. Nobody pays zero. Okay. If you paid in, wait, we're going to give you $2,000 per kid. If you've got kids under the age of 18, why wait, you didn't pay any taxes all year. We're going to give you $2,000 per kid. Hey, you want to see people have kids just to get tax money back? You think, uh, oh, people wouldn't do that. Bull. So uh, meanwhile, longtime Trump attorney Michael Cohen pleaded guilty to eight felonies. Michael Cohen is uh, a wuss. Um, what Michael Cohen is charged with, lying about his income to evade taxes. Hmm. You know what? If you can't find anything else, let's go through your tax returns. According to prosecutors, happily, I've been there. I've been there and gone around with the IRS, and I learned uh, I learned one thing. Hey, you know what? If you don't have a, a, a canceled check or a uh, or a credit card receipt, don't write it off. I had a attorney one time said, "You know what? Use tax use uh, checks and credit cards for everything because there's always a record of it. Always a record. If they take take your credit card going through the uh, drive through at Jack in the Box, do that. And of course, this was in, like in the 1980s when uh, ATM card uh, readers weren't out, hanging out at the drive-through at Jack in the Box. Apparently, they are now. So lying about so lying about his income to evade taxes, according to prosecutors, Cohen failed to report 4.1 million dollars in income from 2012 to 2016, none of which was earned from his primary business as an attorney. Well, let's see. I did a special project, and uh, these guys paid me on the side. I, I forgot to put it on my taxes. Uh, oops. You guys remember a guy from uh, Survivor, Richard Hatch? Well, he has a regular job, but he won on Survivor that first year, and he won a million dollars. He didn't report it. What'd they do? Hey, guess what? He sat in jail for uh, several months for that. So, uh, no different. No different. What's that have to do with Trump? Nothing. Making illegal contributions to benefit the Trump campaign. This includes two counts of violating campaign finance laws to arrange payoffs to women who had affairs with Trump. Stormy Daniels, who allegedly had affairs with Trump. Trump still says, hey, we paid him off. Because they're coming out with these BS stories that aren't true, and we didn't want it out. Why didn't he want it out? Did he want it? He didn't want it out because of the campaign, or he didn't want it out because he didn't want uh, Melania to know, or his his kids, or any of that. Um, I don't think anybody can prove that to be the, to uh, to be sure. Um, and I'm not sure that any of that's illegal. Here's the case's prosecutor against Michael Cohen, uh, Robert Kuzami. Mr. Cohen held guilty to two campaign finance charges, one for causing an unlawful corporate contribution, and a second one for personally making an excessive personal contribution, both for the purpose of influencing the 2016 election. In addition, what he did was he worked to pay money to silence two women who had information that he believed would be detrimental to the 2016 
campaign and to the candidate and the campaign. In addition, Mr. Cohen uh, sought reimbursement uh, for that money by submitting invoices to the candidate's company, which were untrue and false. They indicated that the reimbursement was for services rendered for the year 2017, when in fact those invoices were a sham. He provided no legal services for the year 2017, and it was simply a means to obtain reimbursement for the unlawful campaign contribution. So here's how here's how guilty uh, Trump is over this. You know, Cohen Cohen didn't have to say this was a campaign contribution, and I did this and did that. You know, he could have just said, "Hey, I loaned I loaned Trump some money. This thing needed to get taken care of. I put it up front because Trump was busy doing whatever he's doing. We got it taken care of, and then Trump reimbursed me. Okay, and then with that would be, hey, I loaned him some money, and he get, I loaned him one hundred thirty thousand dollars. He gave me back one hundred thirty thousand. No taxable event there." By putting a by putting in an invoice and saying this is for services, now he owes taxes on it. And uh, so I don't understand where the where the crime is here. But we got more to talk about this. But when we come back, stay tuned for uh, five uh, minutes of uh, traffic, weather, sports, and commercials. And we'll be right back. And we'll continue the discussion. Don't go away. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. I don't talk about uh, real estate or financing that much on the radio because uh, I think it's just not that interesting unless you're in the market. But if you are in the market and you're uh, looking for uh, some financing for a reverse mortgage, for a refinance, for a new home purchase or a new investment property purchase or any of that stuff, and you want to talk to someone who thinks like you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And uh, don't forget about the main event listener hotline where you can leave me a message, uh, voicemail. Tell me what you think of the show. Tell me what you think of my opinion. Hey, Hoffman, go stick it. Uh, anything you want, positive, negative. Uh, leave me a message at 855-640-2092. I just might play your message on the show like this one. The right and the wrong. The Republicans and Democrats are referred to as the right and the left. Because the left is wrong about virtually everything, I propose from now on that those on the right begin referring to those on the left as the wrong. They'll then be known as the right and the wrong. Sounds better, don't you agree? It is my hope that the conservative media and others will supplant the term the left with the wrong to mainstream it in the American lexicon. The wrong shoe fits the left perfectly, so let's put it on them and make, it, make them wear it like Cinderella. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I didn't get that guy's name, uh, but hey, thanks for, uh, for giving us our new, uh, our new tagline, the right and the wrong. Um, I just always say, hey, you're wrong. And sometimes I say, hey, you're an idiot. Hey, you're stupid. Uh, I get into some rather, uh, rather heated stuff on Facebook sometimes. Um, I shouldn't. I shouldn't, but I do because uh, I'm passionate about what I believe, and uh, everybody who doesn't believe like me is obviously stupid. So uh, <clears throat> everybody's entitled to, their, entitled to their opinion, and everyone, I think everybody's entitled to mine. So uh, that's just the way it is. So uh, let's. So we've been talking about uh, Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort getting uh, uh, getting, uh, getting um, 
one one got convicted of uh, cheating on his taxes, and one took a plea deal. Um, one took a plea deal. We're talking about Michael Cohen. Um, one more charge, as we were talking about all the the other ones that he did, um, and you know, was it a campaign contribution? How how is paying off Stormy Daniels or the National Enquirer? Uh, how is that a campaign contribution? Hmm, I don't know. Oh yeah, I did it. I I gave him the money as a campaign contribution. Then he just reimbursed me. It sounds like a loan to me. Um, but one more charge: lying to a banks to obtain loans. He said in a he set up an account at First Republic Bank shortly before the 2016 election, telling the bank account telling the bank the account would be for a real estate consulting company called Essential Consulting, but the account was actually used to receive money from people that wanted influence. 500000 from Columbus Nova, a private equity firm tied to Russian oligarch Victor Veckelsberg. Okay. They also received 400000 from a pharmaceutical company, uh, Novartis, 150000 from Korea Aerospace Industries, and 200000 from AT&T. Hmm. So you go to a bank, you open up a business account. I'm going to use, it's called, uh, you call, it's called Essential Consulting. Well, what is it for? Okay, it's for uh, consulting. It's for, he said, well, hey, it's for a, a real estate consulting company. What does that mean, real estate consulting company? Well, hey, buy this house and sell it for this. Buy this house, fix it up, sell it for this. Buy this building, fix it up, rent it out, make some money. Uh, hey, you know what? You don't want to rent that place because that's a bad neighborhood. You know, what does a real estate consulting company do? It does whatever you want it to do. A consulting company is is the broadest term. Well, you don't. I do things for people. I give people advice. Hey, go jump off a roof, buddy. Um, whatever it is, it's a consulting company. So he told the bank it's a real estate consulting, but and instead, instead he took in some money from uh, people that want to have influence with the president of uh, the United States. Uh, once again, isn't that what lobbyists do? They pay people for influence. You know, the companies give the lobbyists some money. The lobbyist goes over there and buys uh, buys stuff for uh, for uh, for congressmen and senators and uh, goes and buys them lunch and does this stuff and that stuff. Hey, come with out with me on the yacht this weekend. Let's discuss what's good for my company. The New York Times reports that Cohen took money from these entities in exchange for access to the Trump administration. Well, I just don't know why that is... Uh, why that is a law, and you know, otherwise we got to get rid of all the lobbyists. The same bank account was also used to pay National Enquirer 150000 for rights to the story of Karen McDougal. Okay, could that have been uh, to stop the story, um, to buy the rights to the story for the lady who said she had a affair with Trump um, 10, 15 years ago? Um, could that be... Could that be for consulting on real estate? Well, Trump owns a lot of real estate, that and if that uh, if that um, story gets out, whether or not it's true, I mean it's you see all kinds of stuff on the front of the National Enquirer, and I know sometimes they they uh, have stories that are true, but a lot of times they have some. Hey, you know what? Lady was uh, abducted by aliens and they impregnated her. Now she's got a half human, half a uh, half a uh, space person uh, baby coming out. They got some pretty wild stuff on the front of uh, National Enquirer, so. So right or wrong, it could it could be damaging to his real estate empire, his hotels, his uh, office buildings, all that stuff. Is that really, did he really break the law? On Thursday, prosecutors announced that National Enquirer CEO 
David Pecker would receive immunity in exchange for his cooperation. So I'm really not sure what that is, but the rumor is is that he has uh, he has a a secret safe on uh, secret stuff with famous people. Uh, hard to imagine. When Cohen pleaded guilty to eight felony charges in New York federal courtroom Tuesday, he said that he'd made those payments at the direction of the candidate with the purpose of influencing the election. Was it within was it was it really with uh, in, to influence the election? Or was it because the, the people were, were going to run the story to influence the election? I mean, if Trump did it or he didn't do it, or if he's running or he's not running, that story running is going to influence his marriage probably more than the election. And he's got a bunch of high-profile kids, and he's got a high-profile wife, and I'm sure he doesn't want to go through a divorce over something that happened 10 years ago. And uh, I'm sure... For a guy who's got ten billion, a couple hundred thousand bucks, not that much money. Okay, I don't have ten ten billion, so a couple hundred thousand is still sizable to me. So, uh, so I just don't cheat on my wife. So, uh, but and I don't know if Trump did or he didn't, but I would sure want to squash that story, whether it's right or it's wrong, from coming out on uh, in the the grocery store lines uh, where everybody's walking by. Here's Cohen's lawyer, Lanny Davis, my favorite. Not very uh, masculine uh, guy on uh, on uh, Fox and CNN and PMS, NBC, and why he believes the president should be charged as well. The donations given to keep quiet two women, which Mr. Trump wasn't willing to sign those checks himself, he directed Mr. Cohen to make those hush money payments, is a federal crime. And if Michael Cohen, with the prosecutors in New York agreeing, admitted to that, then certainly Donald Trump is guilty of the same crime. In the White House press briefing Wednesday, ABC's Cecilia Vega asked Sarah Sanders to comment. Michael Cohen under oath pleaded guilty to, among things, paying Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal during the campaign. And he says he did it at the direction of the president of the United States. Did President Trump commit a crime? Uh, as the president said, we've stated many times he did nothing wrong. There are no charges against him. Um, and we've commented on this extensively. Then why not report these payments? Uh, again, uh, I'm not going to get into the back and forth details. I can tell you, as the president has stated on numerous occasions, he did nothing wrong. There are no charges against him in this. Uh, and just because Michael Cohen uh, made a plea deal doesn't mean that that implicates the president on anything. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh the whole idea is what was this what was this money for and why you know what was done that was what was done that was illegal here? Who knows? Here's something the media is forgetting though. Uh, the Obama 2008 campaign was fined 375,000 by the Federal Election Commission for campaign reporting violations. One of the largest fees ever levied against a presidential campaign. Fine rose from an audit that revealed 48-hour notices for nearly 1,300 contributions totaling more than 1.8 million. The Federal Election Committee requires notices on contributions of of a thousand dollars or more to be received within a ten that are that more to be received within a twenty day window of the election day. So here's the kicker: more than half of the unreported contributions were transferred from the Obama Victory Fund, a joint committee between the campaign and the Democratic National Committee. Well, there's rules, folks. There's rules on what you're allowed to contribute to a political campaign. That's why when you uh when you go on to uh Asia Asia Smith for uh AJA Smith for Congress, 
um, and donate. There's a bunch of stuff you have to fill out. Here's my name. Here's what I do for a living. Here's my address. Here's who I work for, blah, blah, blah. So they can track you as to make sure you're not giving more than your $2,700 that you're allowed to, to give to a campaign. <clears throat> so there's, there's rules for that, but there aren't rules for how much you can give to a political action, political action committee. So political action committees, PACs are, uh, are formed so that they can collect big, big giant chunks of money from big giant investors that have a vested interest in this and they can go do the dirty work for the campaign. Okay. Rules are rules, but the Obama campaign, cause he was the first black president, he's immune from all the rules. He's immune from all the rules because he's the first black president. So we're not allowed to question anything he does or says because he is the first black president. And uh, so, you know, because and if we happen to question anything he does, we are considered racist because he was the first black president. So uh, so that's that's what happened. So we're talking about three hundred seventy five thousand dollar fine. Nobody even gave a gave a nobody even cared. Nobody even cared about that. Here's President Trump speaking on uh, speaking to Ainsley Earhart on just this. You look at President Obama. He had a massive campaign violation, but he had a different attorney general, and they viewed it a lot different. Yep, he uh, he did. And while we're talking about attorney generals, let's just jump right into the the Jeff Sessions the Jeff Sessions uh, matter. It's not the Jeff Sessions case. It's not the Jeff Sessions investigation. It's the Jeff Sessions matter. Oh, yeah, this is a matter because it really isn't an investigation. Uh, so uh, there are murmurs that the president may fire Jeff Sessions after the midterm elections in November. Uh, quite frankly, we've been wondering what took him so long. Uh, a move that would open, open the way for firing of Robert Mueller, uh, although he hasn't said anything about that. The Dems are very strong in the Justice Department. I put an attorney general that never took control of the Justice Department, Jeff Sessions, never took control of the Justice Department. And uh, it's a sort of an incredible thing. The president continued to elaborate on Jeff Sessions, saying the special counsel investigation never would have happened if Sessions hadn't recused himself. I wanted to stay uninvolved. But when everybody sees what's going on in the Justice Department, I always put justice now with quotes, it's a very, very sad day. Jeff Sessions recused himself, which he shouldn't have done, or he should have told me. Even my enemies say that Jeff Sessions should have told you that he was going to recuse himself, and then you wouldn't have put him in. And when the uh, and I understand why Jeff Sessions recused himself because he said, "Hey, I was part of the campaign. I don't know who I talked to. I don't want to get." cornered into saying something that I get in trouble for because who knows who I talk to. I talk to all kinds of people and, uh, you know, they come up to you. You don't know who the, who these people are. And then you can say, did you talk to, uh, anybody from Russia? Uh, no. Well, maybe, maybe I did. I didn't know it. So, uh, meanwhile, some Republicans are beginning to talk about the idea of replacing sessions. Here's uh, somebody I don't often agree with. Uh, Lindsey Graham. The president's entitled to attorney general he has faith in, somebody that's qualified for, for the job. And I think there will come a time, sooner rather than later, where it will be time to have a, a new face and a fresh voice at the Department of Justice. Replacing him before the election, to me, would be a non-starter. But the idea of having a new attorney general uh, in the first term of uh, President Trump's administration, I think is very likely. Yeah, it would be nice to have a, a new face in there, somebody who's got uh, some spine, some stones, some uh, something you know that you know, would resemble that he's he's uh, don't mess with him. Uh, the laws laws have consequences. Breaking the laws have consequences. Actions have consequences. 
So uh, here's uh, here's session statement. Uh, I think uh, Lindsey Graham said that on Thursday morning. Uh, they played it all day on Thursday. And here's a, here's a Jeff Sessions statement that he put out on Thursday. I took control of the Justice Department, Department of Justice, the day I was sworn in, which is why we have had unprecedented success at effectuating the president's agenda, one that protects the safety and security and rights of the American people, reduces violent crime, enforces our immigration laws, promotes economic growth, and advances religious liberty. While I am the Attorney General, the actions of the Justice Department of Justice will not be improperly influenced by political considerations. I demand the highest standards, and where they are not met, I take action. And for those of you th- that don't like my Jeff Sessions voice, um, I'm not making fun of him. That's just how he talks. So I just figured while I'm quoting him, I'll talk like him. So I say, man, you're just you're making fun of the guy. You're 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 ridiculing his his southern accent. No, I'm not. I'm just imitating it. So uh, you know, I would love to see you know Trey Gowdy is is not running for a reelection. I sure would love to see Trey Gowdy put in there as Attorney General. Uh, then we really make America great again. So let's talk about, uh, I got nine minutes left. So uh, there's a number of immigration stories this week. Majority of the media failed to report on them due to the obsession with Manafort and Cohen cases. On Tuesday, the body of missing Iowa college student Molly Tibbetts was found in a cornfield, um, which is very sad. You know, the day before his, their, uh, Molly's family, so there's a college college kid who's uh, at college and she's out jogging and uh, she's out jogging and never comes home and they search for her for a month and uh, the day before they announced hey the family's going back to their you know they can't they can't stop their own lives uh, to find Molly and you know it's just what do you do at some point at some point you have to uh, embrace embrace reality she's probably not alive anymore or she doesn't want to be found if she is um, but uh, Wednesday, a 24-year-old Im- illegal immigrant was arrested. So they found her her body on Tuesday. The next day, they they uh, arrested a 24-year-old illegal immigrant um, for her murder. In a segment on Manafort and Cohen cases, MSNBC guest Christina Greer made this snide comment that implied that these stories on bank fraud were more important than the story on a murdered girl. I'm sure we'll hear what he has to say about uh, this at his his rally. But Fox News is talking about, you know, a girl in Iowa and not this, right? They're talking about a girl in Iowa. You know what? Imagine imagine how her parents feel. You know, it's not just a girl in Iowa. It's a girl who got followed and uh, and chased down and stabbed a whole bunch of times and uh, just left to die in a cornfield. Um, And who did it? A guy who shouldn't have been here in the first place. After the social media backlash, Greer tweeted this non-apology. Yesterday, I said something flippant that was unintended. Molly Tibbetts was a promising young woman who lost her life. My hope is that her family will find peace and justice, and that her murder is not used to justify discriminatory immigration policy. (laughs) Whiskey, tango, foxtrot, you know, what, you know, what is... Was that an apology? I hope it won't be used to justify discriminatory immigration policy. And then uh, on top of that, uh, Pocahontas, when Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren was asked by CNN's John Berman whether Molly's murder is an example of the need to enforce our immigration laws. You know, hey, you know what? Someone who shouldn't have been here just murdered your kid. Should, should that 
be a, a sign that the immigration laws that we have now aren't working properly? Listen to Elizabeth Warren. I'm so sorry for the family here, and I know this is hard, not only for the family, but for the people in her community, the people throughout Iowa. Um, But one of the things we have to remember is we need an immigration system that is effective, that focuses on where real problems are. Uh, Last month, I went down to the border, and I saw where children had been taken away from their mothers. I met with those mothers who had been lied to, who didn't know where their children were, who hadn't had a chance to talk to their children. And there was no plan for how they would be reunified with their children. I think we need immigration laws that focus on people who pose a real threat. And I don't think mamas and babies are the place that we should be spending our resources. Separating a mama from a baby does not make this country safer. Well, is that how it is? You know what? How about Molly Tibbetts, uh, mom and dad? They're separated from their daughter forever. Permanent. Think about that, Pocahontas, you moron. You know what? You guys in Boston, anybody that's listening on the Red State Radio or anybody that uh, picks this up on my uh, Facebook or Twitter uh, feed, you know what? You guys in Boston, you guys in Massachusetts, you guys better uh, install a brain this time and get rid of this uh, uh, this idiot that you have for sender there. Um, I won't say anything about the California California uh, California voters because they're as stupid as you guys are. But uh, anyway, Elizabeth Warren is a moron. Uh, here's uh, here's uh, Donald Trump's uh, comment on uh, Molly Tibbetts. Molly Tibbetts, an incredible young woman, is now permanently separated from her family. A person came in from Mexico illegally and killed her. We need the wall. We need our immigration laws changed. We need Republicans to do it because the Democrats aren't going to do it. No, they're not going to do it. And uh, hey, those of you in Gardena and Torrance and Lawndale and Hawthorne, uh, you guys get rid of that idiot Maxine Waters too uh, in November. And uh, then don't tell, ask me about Adam Schiff, you guys in Burbank. And uh, who else did I leave out? Uh, the one that my wife calls uh, Bugs Bunny. Um, he's in the right next. I can't remember his name. So let me get on. Here's a here's a Jeff Deal, the Republican who's challenging Warren for her Senate seat in November was asked to react to Warren's comments, and here's what he said. For her to immediately move to talking about immigration law that uh, you know allows people to come across illegally, it's just unbelievable. And I want to say something. You know, Kate Steinle, uh, another family who had their daughter, the Steinleys had their daughter ripped away from them, and she's talking about babies being taken away from parents at the border. Nothing in comparison to what happened to the Tibbetts family. Today is the seventh anniversary of... Matthew Denise, a young man killed in Massachusetts, taken away from his mother, Maureen Maloney, by an illegal immigrant who was here with a criminal background. He should have been deported, was driving drunk, dragged Matthew to his death. Those are the people who are being taken away from their families. And Elizabeth Warren clearly doesn't understand the problems going on with illegals in our country killing people. Instead, she wants to score political points about immigration law uh, for non-citizens and putting them over American citizens. Yeah, morons, morons. We need to vote out these morons. The only, the only thing for uh, for evil to take over this country is for Republicans to sit on their butts on uh, November 8th. So uh, you guys make sure and get out and vote and uh, get rid of these morons. Uh, other immigration stories in the, in, the, in the news this week, both in California, an Iraqi citizen 
who was a longtime member of both Al-Qaeda and ISIS, was arrested in Sacramento this week, uh, where he's been living for the past few years. The 45-year-old man, Omar Amin, is wanted for murder charge and uh, will be uh, in Iraq and will be extradited there. So he was in, he was in Turkey. He applied for refugee visa, and the Obama administration granted it. Then he went back to Iraq, killed a cop, went back to Turkey, and then then uh, flew to America. And he's been in Sacramento for the last four years. So uh, isn't it great? Isn't it great? This immigration system works so good. And uh, but we don't want to discriminate against uh, people coming from uh, from uh, countries that are uh, mostly Muslim. Uh, because not all not all Muslims are terrorists, just all terrorists are Muslims. Um, sometime after murdering the Iraqi police officer in 2014, Amin arrived in the U.S. posing as a refugee. And in the city where this show is broadcast from in San Bernardino, there's a story of Joel Arona Lara, the husband who was arrested by ICE while driving his pregnant wife to the hospital for a C-section. The two problems are that everybody's going, oh my God, I can't believe you guys are so heartless that you'd arrest him while he's taking his wife to the hospital to have a baby. Here's the two problems. Arona's wife was driving the car when he was arrested. So I guess he wasn't driving his wife. She's driving herself. He's just uh, along for the ride. Arona is wanted for the murder in Mexico, which is why ICE was asked to make the arrest. Here's uh, acting ICE director Ronald Vitello. This is far from an innocent victim. Uh, this person was wanted by uh, foreign authorities for murder. Um, and like this arrest, most of what ICE does in cities and towns is targeted enforcement. This was a referral that we got from Interpol for a wanted person. Uh, we did surveillance to find out where they lived. And when that individual left their home, we made a vehicle stop. After 2006 murder of the man named El Garcia Arona and his wife, fled to the United States and had five children, all the all U.S. citizens now. But CNN didn't get to let the facts of the story get in the way of their reporting. I want to let you know about this story uh, regarding a new baby boy. He is not with his dad today because ICE agents hauled his father away as the family was headed to the hospital where the mom was scheduled for a C-section. The mother of five just gave birth two days ago, the same day her husband, Joel Arona, was detained by ICE agents. Shortly after, she gave birth to her baby boy. While he's physically okay, this mother is living a nightmare. You know what? That's uh, that's CNN. Don't get the facts right, but just report it so it uh, serves what the, what their uh, what their agenda is. Anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event. Call the toll-free uh, 855-640-2092 if you've got comments. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you next week. Views expressed on this program are Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747, NMLS nine eight seven three, and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB Number 096199.